Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Well, if you're somebody who likes to go to the movies or you're packing your kids snacks for the day at school or when they come home from school or you're just out and about and you kind of need that to-go food, whether it's for movies or anything else, how do you pack those healthy snacks? What is considered a healthy snack? Is a granola bar a healthy snack? You know, are some of these veggie bars that you see, are those healthy snacks? How do you pack something that not only is easy to eat on the go, but how do you pack it properly so that it doesn't go bad if you don't want to drag a cooler around? Well, we are going to find out today. My guest today is Jacob Bustos. He's a chef, cooking coach, and food enthusiast who's been in the food business for over 24 years. Welcome to the show, Jacob. So first of all, tell us your story about your situation and how you dealt with weight issues. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on, Melanie. I really, really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'll start by saying I have been in the food business for um, over 24 years now. And, um, you know, food is just one of those things that we all, we all love. And, um, you know, I was inspired to write a book uh, which is titled When Food is Your Frenemy because at so many points in all of our lives, food has either been our friend or our enemy. And, uh, and for most of us, it's been our enemy. Um, I'm, I'm not any, you know, I'm not excluded from that. I used to weigh 320 pounds. And, uh, you know, I did have some help with bariatric surgery, but about five and a half years ago, I, I did that procedure and lost 160 pounds. So today I'm exactly half the man I used to be. Wow. What an amazing story. And, you know, I've done so many shows on bariatrics, and it is a tool to help you lose weight. It, it is. is not the answer. And as someone whose sister had bariatric surgery as well, I, I do understand that it isn't the be-all, end-all. So people hear that about you, and they say, oh, well, he, you know, he had the help. But it's not how it works. It's just a tool. So what did you right. have to do? after your bariatrics, to really make this a lifestyle, a change, behavior modification? Well, you know, it, it really is a, a, a whole lifestyle change. And, and I will say, um, you know, people, I've been on many shows, and people say, well, why are you promoting bariatric surgery? And the truth is really that I, I am not promoting it. If, if, if through my book or if through my message I can help a teenager or someone out there who's struggling with weight issues, so that they can get it under control before they get to the point of having to have weight loss surgery. Um, you know, that's really my goal. Now, obviously, there's times where people will need it, but it, it really is a lifestyle change, exercise and diet. Um, and, and really, my, 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 uh, my message really is portion control. And, and it's that we can all enjoy food. We love food. It's, it's an enjoyable part of life. And, and we should enjoy food, but we should just enjoy it in smaller portions and we should enjoy it just you know just using small tricks to take high caloric items out of our out of our daily meals well it's so true and portion control and again back to my own stories cuz you know i do that sometimes my mother lost 120 pounds 
on Tops. It was called Tops, Take Off Pounds Sensibly. And she was all about portion control, not denying yourself certain foods that, you know, become really, because if you feel like you're denying, then you kind of, you know, go at those foods. But she would say, taste the corned beef, have a little bit of it, just don't have a lot of it. Or if you really need to taste that piece of pie, have a tiny piece of it so you know what it tastes like. But portion control that's harder, Jacob, for so many people you know, than a big, huge plate is. of mozzarella, uh, you know, of, of marinara pasta or something. You know, it really is. But I, I have a couple of tips, um, and and one of the tips, and I know we'll get into the the movie going tips, but one of the tips that I have um, is when you go to a restaurant, because we all enjoy restaurants, go and ask for a to go box at the beginning of your meal. Put half of it away so that you don't have the other half just sitting in front of you and tempt and tempt you to eat it. Um, and so there's really a lot of little tricks that you can do um, so that you so that you never feel like you're denying yourself because you're you're absolutely right, Melanie. I think you know when you hear the word diet, we all cringe when we hear that word. And so you know it, it really is about finding tips and tricks on how to still enjoy you know one of life's you know one of life's you know wonderful things, which is food, and and just bring down the calories so that you, you're not consuming so much. Well, that's right. And asking for that to go box is such a great idea. And as somebody, I'm four foot 10, Jacob, and I'm because of this family genetics that I have, I always have had to really, really be careful and watch what I was doing. And at restaurants today, the way they give you these huge portions, what I do is I take a bunch off of my plate, put it onto a littler plate. And I eat from that because I know that if this big plate of food is sitting in front of me, I'm just going to drink my wine and keep eating it. And then, you know, but if I push it away and put only what I know I'm going to eat. So getting that to-go box is such a great idea. Now let's talk about snacks because they're, you know, this country is obsessed with snacks. And I feed my kids, help them make their lunches. What's a healthy snack? A granola bar? I mean, you don't, and even here today, kids don't want you to send them with an apple, Jacob. They're like, really? You sent me with a whole apple. What am I supposed to do with that? What do you mean what are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to eat it. But they would rather it cut up in little pieces than to just be sent with an apple. You know, I, yeah, and I completely agree. You know, it's, it's hard because people often just think of, well, gosh, if I have to eat healthy, I'm limiting myself. And really, like I said before, I mean, eat, eat whatever you want as long as you cut it in the, into smaller portions. I mean, if you look at, at schools these days, um, you know, they're, they're eating a lot of deep fried stuff. They're eating a lot of, you know, chicken strips that have, have these, you know, a breading on it. And really anything can become a snack um, as long as it's smaller portions and it's just cooked healthier. So chicken is always an easy one for me because, you know, you can cook chicken and you can serve it cold and you can nibble on it. And kids normally like chicken anyway. Um, so to me, that's a really easy snack. Um, you know, there's peanut butter, which I, I love. It's, you know, it's, it's a great protein. Um, you know, blueberries are an easy one. Kids tend to love blueberries, um, and, and find ways to make snacks fun for your kids. I mean, I have, a, I have a nine-year-old nephew who normally a nine-year-old doesn't want to eat broccoli or cauliflower, and, uh, you know, we've, we've figured out ways to make games out of it with him, and we, we tell him, you know, he's, he's a rambunctious boy, of course, but we say, hey, you're a dinosaur, why don't you eat the trees? And, and, and the kid takes to the, the broccoli and he starts eating the trees, and it's just a fun way to get him to start, um, you know, to start eating healthier stuff. But really, you know, I say make anything into a snack. Just make it smaller and, and, and pick stuff that is not deep fried and pick stuff, you know, that's not your ordinary 
snacks like chocolate or potato chips. Those are just, those are absolute no-nos. Um, but I would say, you know, chicken, if you boil chicken, uh, you know, the night before and, and boil it in some chicken stock, cut it up into cubes, put it in a small container, your kids will love that. It's true. They do. And once you can kind of get them. Now, I do take a little issue. I I love peanut butter, but it's not the best to go mm-hmm. snack only because you take it to the movies or something and you stink. As well as things that you season, like garlicky, you know, kale chips or any of these other kind of things people might like to. But then you're sitting there amongst a bunch of people smelling like peanut butter or garlic. And so there has to be that sort of, and, you know, even at school, the kids are like, if you're sending peanut butter, send me with mints, because I don't want to smell like peanut butter. (laughs) Well, there's also some some, uh, peanut allergens, too. So, you know, it's it's tough. I just say, you know, pick what your family likes to eat and then just pack it away in, into smaller portions. Um, you know, I would definitely say that fruits and vegetables are, are you know, the way to go. I know kids aren't always uh, excited about the fruits and veggies, but we have to find fun ways. And, and smoothies are a nice way to, to hide a lot of that, um, you know, kale or if it's spinach. Smoothies are a great snack and a great way to, to hide some of those uh, high, high um, you know, good, good nutrients, really. Well, that's true, and you can easily send them with smoothies, but there's so many ways that you can do things with vegetables and fruits. And and my kids love when I make them a a fruit bowl and put it in Tupperware and send it along with their lunches, and all their friends are always jealous because I get creative in kiwi and pineapple orange pieces. You know, I make them these great fruit bowls, but packing some of these things is an issue as well. You're a chef. So give us some snacks, man. Tell us some things that you like to send people with or that you take yourself to the movies that you don't need a lot of silverware and that are easy to pack and stick in your purse. Sure. Well, one of the ones that I really love is uh, overnight oats. Um, I like to put some oatmeal in a cup and then I add apple juice and I put that in the refrigerator and I leave that overnight and I take a spoon and it's, you know, the, the apple juice gives it enough sugar so that you don't need to add any uh, additional sugar. And that's a great one to take to the movies. Um, I also like to use oatmeal, and I, I make a, a really simple uh, granola bar. And I just put uh, a little bit of peanut butter here. I go with peanut butter again, but you can also do almond butter. That's okay. Butter. I love peanut butter, um, so it's fine. Yeah. So you just put about a cup of oatmeal. You put a half a cup of peanut butter. You put uh, just a small handful, maybe I would say two or three tablespoons of um, you know dried cherries, or you can use dried cranberries. And uh, just form that into a, 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 a bar and put that in the refrigerator, and easy enough. You just pack it away, and you're off to the movies. Wow. So if you take the oatmeal, you don't need to make it first. You just mix the oats. doesn't have to be instant oatmeal, right? Can it be Irish it or be steel cut? I, yeah, steel cut, I'm not sure I would really go with steel cut because that, you know, it tends to be pretty um, pretty grainy. So I would yeah. I would stay away from steel cut. It's really best if you cook the steel cut. But if you just take regular oats and you uh, you make those with uh, or or you mix them with a, the almond butter or peanut butter and then add some cherries or cranberries, it, it'll form into a nice uh, either a ball or you can form it into a, a, a bar. Put it in the refrigerator and yeah, you you won't even be able to tell that the oats have not been cooked. More with Melanie Cole coming up. 
But first, I want to tell you about Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Yes, I'm not kidding. This is really cool. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other lifestyle quizzes like the cycling IQ or running IQ quiz. And you can also get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results from a 5K that you've run. And Health IQ doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer. They are with you every step of the way from interest to application through underwriting to the final policy enforcement. It's pretty cool. Now, by being healthy, you not only live a better life, but now you can also pay less for your life insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash life's too short or mention the promo code life's too short when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Once again, check this out. It's really cool. Just go to healthiq.com slash life's too short. Now back to Melanie Cole. What about nuts? I mean, people hear about nuts and things, and they are high in calories. However, so, so good for you, just like avocado. And as someone yourself who, you know, really watches his weight, these foods can be a little confusing for people. They're high in calories, but it's good, healthy fat, and they're so good for you. Right, right. Well, again, and you said the key word there, Melanie, it's, it's they're good fats. Um, you know, we, we want to stay away from the bad fats. Um, anything with high saturated fat, that's what we really want to stay away from. But, you know, a, a handful of almonds is a very easy snack that, um, you know, it, it really isn't bad for you. It is high in calories, but it's good fat, it's good calories, um, and, and it's going to keep your body going all day long. So, so we have to think of our body as a, as a, you know, as a fireplace. So you wake up in the morning, you, you eat something. Um, I usually start off with a protein shake. Um, you know, but at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's perfectly fine to have a handful of nuts. You're going to burn those calories off. And as long as you follow a good eating plan, so I'll give you a really good example. Um, you know, one of the, the things that I learned through bariatric surgery is that you have to eat something within 30 minutes of waking up. Um, and, and it's not only true for bariatric folks like myself, but all of us. It is a great tool that when we first wake up, we should eat something, whether it be a boiled egg, whether it be a protein shake. That first 30 minutes when we wake up is a very critical time because if we don't eat something within that first 30 minutes, we, we are not really kickstarting our metabolism. And so if you do that and then you do have nuts at 10 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you don't really have to worry about you know, taking in that fat because your body's going to burn that off as you go through the day. And so you know, eating five strategic meals, and the key word there is strategic, uh, you know, eat breakfast within 30 minutes of waking up, have a snack, have lunch, have another snack in the afternoon, and have a, a, a good dinner at 5, 6 o'clock p.m., and as long as you can keep up that routine, your body is going to be able to, your, you're gonna, your body's going to help you burn off that, those extra calories because of your metabolism, uh, you know, kind of getting into, uh, on the right track. 
I agree with you completely. I mean, it really, and we love eggs in this house. You mentioned boiled eggs, and every morning, oh, yeah. that's what I make my kids is some fruit or some spinach mixed into the eggs or broccoli and spinach. And, you know, it's wonderful. And if you get it in right away, you're getting your protein, you're getting some antioxidants, you're getting all of those things. You know, eggs are one of nature's greatest foods, really. And so what a good idea. Now, give us some more snacks. Give us, I mean, kids don't want to take a little baggie of carrots into the movie theaters. They just don't. Well, let me let, let's talk about the movie theater because you know I think it's it's one of the places where we have a, a lot of problems, right? It's it's one of those that we just think, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? The, the movie theater is filled with you know all the bad stuff, a lot of chocolate, a lot of sugars. Um, and look, I say go to the movies, count your calories, enjoy snacks at the movies. Just limit the amount of candy that you eat, limit the amount of of any of the stuff that you have from the concession stand. Um, if you do have to have some candy, just share it with your group. Don't deprive yourself. Just limit yourself. Um, I would say find alternatives to high sugary items like goldfish, pretzels, um, pickles. Believe it or not, I know it sounds sounds weird. Not everybody likes pickles as much as maybe I do. But pickles are such an easy snack, and they're good for you. That I think you, you they are. Get they're fermented. A few calories out of pickles. Yeah, um, but all those are great alternatives. Um, you know, there's another tip that I have, and that's. Most theaters allow you to take snacks in as long as you tell them that you have a special dietary need. So, you know, sometimes we feel weird about sneaking in, you know, a snack or two, (laughs) Um, you know, like jerky or like yogurt. Um, But it's okay to do that as as long as you ask. And, 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 you know, most of the times they're not going to give you a hard time about that. Just, uh, you know, if you if you feel weird about having to be sneaky about taking a snack into the movie theater, just uh, just ask. And most of the times they'll let you. But yogurt. I know that's kind of one of those that people say, well, yogurt is yogurt is yogurt, but, you know, it really has some great health benefits for you. Um, I would also say avoid any extra condiments. Uh, Popcorn is an okay snack. Um, You know, you don't have to eat the whole bag, but popcorn is an okay snack. Just skip the butter. Um, Hot dogs, you know, I I don't eat them, but I would say it's okay to have a little bit of a hot dog or half of a hot dog. Just skip the ketchup, skip the mayo, skip the relish. Um, and then I would also say drink lots of water. If you're not in the mood for water, um, you, you know, you can go to just any store and there's packets of like Crystal Light or Kool-Aid. Um, the sugar-free Kool-Aid, I think, has a really good flavor to it. But, you know, if you want to skip the soda, just take water and then add some of those little, you know, they're, they're small packets and they're really wonderful that you can add to your water and add flavor. And kids will never know the difference. They will never know that you, um, you know, you're, you're putting something in their drink like a, a Kool-Aid you know, uh, powder that, that tastes great and it has no sugar or, or very little sugar. Well, you know, we're from Chicago, Jacob, so our hot dogs only have mustard, which is fine for you anyway, and maybe onions. So, you know, we're teaching our kids, you don't put the ketchup, you do not put that stuff on your hot dog anyway. But yeah, yogurt, I mean, things like muesli, if you wanted to bring along something that you could throw in your yogurt or homemade granola, do you make your own granola at all? Something that you can, you know, recommend that would be a good way to kind of make your own? Because sometimes granola has really high sure. fat content. You know, it does. It has a lot of fat. And, and most people make granola with uh, canola oil uh, just because, you, you know, you can put it in the oven and it's not going to burn that easily. But um, I would say... Uh, I do make my own granola, and I just use coconut oil instead of, you know, any other type of oil. Um, coconut oil is just a little bit better for you. Um, and, and, again, I don't add any sugar to it. I think that's, you know, sugar really is a, a big enemy. 
Um, and, and the last uh, last couple of uh, you know uh, books that I've read and, and doctors that I've spoken to have really affirmed that you know sugar is almost as I'm trying to explain how it um, it affects the brain, but it does something to your brain um, almost worse than heroin, where you you know you you're, you can get addicted to drugs, which is horrible, but sugar has the exact same effect on your brain, and it's just as addicting. So I would say you know. Stay away from the sugary stuff. But, yes, granola is – I love granola. Um, I just make it myself because when you buy something from the store, anytime you're buying something pre-made, anytime you're buying something that's already prepackaged for you, you know, it's not just the, the ingredients that are in that. You, you have chemicals. You have, um, you, have, you have preservatives. You have added sugars. Um, you know, one of the things that is in a lot of our foods, Melanie, is sugar alcohol. And if you read the label, you know, most of the time you'll see a label that says low in sugar, but then the sugar alcohol content is extraordinarily high. And so I say make as much as you can at home. Do it yourself so that you know exactly what goes into your granola or whether it be any other type of snack. The prepackaged stuff has got to stop. That's just it's filled with so much of the bad stuff. Well, that certainly is the truth. It's the prepackaged stuff. It's the stuff that is really, you know, so many preservatives and dyes and colors and things you just can't even pronounce. And I think one of the biggest secrets, Jacob, and you're a chef, you're not using those kinds of foods when you're cooking for people. It's, It's whole foods. It's real food. So wrap it up for us. Your best advice about snacks, snacks on the go, snacks for our kids, snacks for ourselves, and just what you do when you do your meal prep for the week, how you pack up these snacks for us to go. Well, I always start with food safety in mind. Um, You know, you want to pack up anything that is not going to spoil. Obviously, keep off the mayonnaise or, you know, don't put anything that's going to spoil. Um, Keep some ice packs handy, and uh, that way when you're packing up kids' meals, uh, you can put some ice packs in there and help stuff stay cold. Um, But I really love eggs. You've already mentioned that. I love the... um, um, Believe it or not, stews. You can you can put stews and you can uh, package those up in uh, small containers, and kids can take those along. Um, you know, if, if they have access to a microwave and they can heat it up, then they can. That's great. Um, but I also say chicken is just an easy one. It's great. Um, and then I also say, you know, just stay away from anything that can spoil, like, you know, fish or, or you know, beef or anything like that. Um, and I will make one more recommendation, which is any snacks that you're going to get, um, Order online, and here's why. If you order online, and, and many, many stores do this now, you can order all your food online, you can pick it up, and it will avoid you from walking through the store. And, and most of the time when we walk through the store, we end up putting extra stuff in our basket. So use this technology to our advantage. Order stuff online, and that way when you get to the store, you pick it up, and it, you're not tempted to walk through the store and put any prepackaged stuff into, into your basket. Um, but I'm just going to say, you know, one last thing, and that's, you know, pack the simplest stuff and, and uh, don't make it very difficult when you're packing away kids' lunches or kids' meals. Um, you know, find stuff that they like and, and just pack small portions of it. I think that's all such great advice. And where can we find out more about you, Jacob, and your book? Ah, well, great. You can follow me on Instagram at Portion Your Plate. Um, you can follow me uh, or you can go onto my website at portionyourplate.com. Uh, my book is on sale on Amazon. It's uh, titled When Food is Your Frenemy. Um, and I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'm also on uh, YouTube. So uh, check it all out.
jacobbustos.com or portionyourplate.com. jacobbustos.com or portionyourplate.com. That's an excellent name, by the way. And really, it's so important that as parents, we teach our children now that we don't go at these foods like by saying, oh, that's, you know, that's too fattening for you or that's that's not something. You want it to be health-related. Oh, well, that one won't help you be as strong. That one won't help you get as much energy. So you want to really work on the wording that you use with your kids, just as important as what you feed them and how you teach them and getting your kids involved and getting them involved in preparation for their foods and even planning their own snacks. Let's get our kids involved in making their own snacks because then we're all kind of in this together. And remember, you can download these things on iTunes. You can listen on iHeart. Please rate and review these shows because that way, like-minded people, we all get in on the conversation together. This is Melanie Cole, and life is too damn short. Thanks for listening. RadioMD.com. Stay well.